Formation Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week we want to discuss why we do what we call a turn and greet in our service. So this is that point after worship where our worship leaders, if they remember... Regularly forget. Yeah. yeah. But if they, they're supposed to say, hey, before you grab a seat, turn to someone and say hello, basically. Yes. Now, have we ditched the, like, turn to someone you never met before? Uh, I mean, I think that it happens like 50% of the time. Got so it. 50% of the time it gets forgotten, period. Mm-hmm. 50% of the time that little part gets left out. Sure. And I, th- I do think one thing that's a little different now in our yeah. new setting is it's so small yeah. and we're all so like on top of one another. It's yeah. less important you to like... You can't roam around the room. Exactly. So unless you're sitting next to someone you've never met before, it's right. pretty hard. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So I think uh, I've, I've gotten some questions about this before. Um, I mean, and I've even gotten questions here in the new space because people are like, well, if we have 20 minutes of connection time, mm-hmm. for instance, why do we do the turn and greet specifically? Yeah. So I thought it'd be worth talking about, and I think it's worth just acknowledging on the front end that I think that both you and I have a pretty strong love-hate relationship with mm-hmm. the turn and greet. Sure. Um, and for me, anyways, it goes beyond the fact that like extroverts don't mind it, but as an introvert, that that sort of like roaming, or, that's just not my favorite environment. Mm-hmm. But for me, it really goes back to the first church that I uh, worked at as a worship pastor, the lead pastor was super dogmatic about the language that set up the turn and greet. And he always did the same way. He'd say, hey, before you grab a seat, and sometimes I had to do it as the worship leader, mm-hmm. turn to someone and give them three things, a look, a word, and a touch. I got to tell you, that would be the very last time I ever it, stepped foot in that church. And I, I understand it's like, make sure you look at them, say hello to someone and shake their hand, mm-hmm. but say that. Other than some anything other than a look, a word, and a touch. It was sure. so, so creepy. Yeah. So anyways, every once in a while we do it, I have like a flashback to that, so I don't love that. Mm-hmm. But what's your, like, you are an introvert as well. Like, what's your feeling about it? Yeah, I Experientially, mean, I guess, more yeah. than anything. Uh, I mean, I think from an introverted standpoint, it more, like... I don't do small talk at all. Mm -hmm. And like, we have like 30 seconds. Right. And so you're not going to say anything meaningful to anyone in that period of time. So it's not my most favorite. And mainly because I like, even if it's like someone you haven't like met before, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I think like, who haven't I said hello to yet this morning? Mm -hmm. And because I stand up front and greet everyone, like I literally personally turn around and I'm like, I've talked to all all of you people. (laughs) So, it's not the most advantageous for me. Right. But yeah, the like, you know, just like saying hi or whatever, like the introverted part of me isn't as intense as like, I just wish like, and it's even true as people come in, you're mm-hmm. like, you know, like one of the just kind of generic things that you say, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And when somebody says like, not good, like there's not really a place to like, stand off to the side and like have a conversation. I mean, sometimes depending if somebody's having a really rough day, Mm -hmm. but most of the time you're just like, well, thanks for being honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that same thing would probably be true in that turning. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth just starting with that because if anybody else feels like this is kind of awkward, yeah, it is. Yeah. But just because something's awkward doesn't mean it's bad necessarily because the truth is like, despite those mixed emotions over the years, we have seen a lot of value in it. Uh huh. And so as I was thinking through it today, 
I think there's really three reasons or three areas in which I think it provides value. One's relational, one's mental, and the other's logistical. And so why don't you kick us off with the relational value that we've seen it provide? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, really it gives one more opportunity to make sure no one leaves unseen, Mm -hmm. which is really important. I think if you're new, if you've come every week forever, whatever, uh, we want to make sure that everyone is connected with Mm -hmm. um, and that really accomplishes that. And one of the things that like always sort of like warms my heart so much is that I've seen regularly um, someone notices someone else uh, alone mm-hmm. and during the turn and greet like they'll go and like grab them by the hand mm-hmm. and like pull them to sit with them or invite them to come sit with them yeah um, and I love that yeah because you know even even though you know like church during this service it's not about like socializing mm-hmm. um, it still just kind of sucks to sit alone yeah and so it's and and for those people I've got to imagine it like is such a feeling of like oh like someone cares yeah um and so it just gives us the opportunity to do that you know we come in we have the donut time we have all that interaction Mm -hmm. but it's easy to sort of get caught into your Mm kind of circle or your bubble and this really forces people to like take a look around all right is there somebody i haven't talked to is there somebody that looks like they're having a rough morning and i Mm -hmm. can just like even if all I do is sit by them or, you know, I've even seen people relocate themselves to sit totally, by someone. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I actually think that thing you were saying a second ago is a bigger liability for us now because I've noticed how with this more intimate environment, Sunday feels like kind of like a family reunion mm-hmm. type thing. Sure. And so I've just noticed that people tend to gravitate to the same pockets of people on Sunday. And then the turn and greet does provide a way to like be intentional about breaking out of that. Also, I'd say not everybody does come at 10 for the connection Mm, time. You know, like we have people that just skip right through right before service starts and they haven't connected with anyone possibly until that turn and greet happens. And so I think that that's a valuable time as well. Sure. So there's relational value. I would say secondly, there's mental value. And this, this is just might sound really practical, but I still think it's a thing. It provides a mental breather, I would say, Um, or brain break is kind of the phrase that Mm -hmm. we've always used between the singing and worship time and the teaching time. Oftentimes, uh, you know, as I look around the room, I see like music is profoundly powerful in some people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, people get very emotionally, mentally charged at times. Sure. And I think that gives everybody just like, even if it is just 30 seconds or 60 seconds, a chance to take a breath uh, and kind of reset before we go into that sort of rational, critical thinking part of a teaching time. Totally. So I think that's a big benefit as well. What was What's the last one? Yeah, I think then lastly is just the logistical value. Uh, it gives us that time to physically transition our worship team. Mm-hmm. So our space is tight. I know even as I go up to like do the announcement, sometimes I'm like, you know, sort of limboing in between the drums and the mic stands and all of that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so they need to be able to like go to their seats mm-hmm. and like get settled and that kind of thing. Um, our production team, you know, they have a standing desk that they like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. raise up and lower and if it's totally silent uh, you hear voo <laughs> right. so it's just not real classy yeah so they're just a, there are a few like things that it helps us be able to accomplish and certainly in a worship service we're not looking for all the best ways to like cloak and dagger all of our things that we need to do but i think that this is like a good two birds with one stone kind of yeah. thing so just in case, I mean, it's just kind of a clothing, closing thought, should myself, you, one of the worship leaders, whoever is kind of sending us to that turn and greet time, forget to say this, 
I would say if we could all work to be uh, mindful about finding someone we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be someone who's like a total stranger to you, but because there probably isn't tons of that every single week. Yeah. But uh, someone that you have not seen yet this morning, because there is a possibility that person has not connected with anyone that totally. morning. Yeah. So Maybe work from the assumption. Towards yeah. The end or, yeah for I sure. would say if you haven't connected th- with them, work under the assumption they haven't connected with anyone. Totally. And that way, yep. if we all do that, we almost guarantee that no one ever, like, cause that would be our intent. No one ever leaves a Sunday service without someone having acknowledged them, said hello to them, checked in on them. And uh, obviously there's no way to do that perfectly every single week, but we really, really want to try to yeah, do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Weekly. Uh, As always, if there's something that we do that you'd like to better understand the why behind, you can send us your question at info at formationslc.com. So until next Sunday, we love you and we look forward to seeing you again this weekend. 